Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Like going to prison, I didn't really see a change in me. All I saw was survival mode and um, I am a character like whenever I go through things in life, I always look for the worst and I always like put myself in very uncomfortable positions. I always like to make mistakes. I like to learn from my own mistakes as much as I'm like, willing to learn from other people but sometimes sadly like I'm just that person I love pain and I sort of like had to understand that from a kid that this is what I have to go through right now and if this is what I have to go through to understand this is right or wrong I'd rather put myself through it myself. Hi guys and welcome back to A Millennial Mind. Today I'm with one of the biggest PTs in London. From being in a gang and going to prison and now treating CEOs, celebrities and influencers I'm really excited to introduce you to Yusuf and Alessia from ProPT. So hi guys. Yo, hey. How are you? Thank you so much for having me and for being on the podcast. I'm Lucy, thanks for having us. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today and talk about your journey. So Yusuf, let's start with you and let's talk a bit about your background. How did you kind of come up with this idea of ProPT and what was your journey in getting here? Grew up in Tottenham, yeah. um, north side of London. Um, grew up in a very sort of like rough estate where I got involved in certain stuff and then ended up going to prison very young age. Once I came out of prison, <clears throat> I had an opportunity by the judge to sort of do something to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And that's where the sort of property journey started. It started from when I started to truly understand that I had this gift that I can coach people and I used to get sort of like a weird thrill from it. Yeah. And eventually I grew within it and then I decided to reach out and branch out to different areas. So the first area I actually reached out to was North, this part of Northwest London, which was Finchley. Mm-hmm. I started offering free classes in a gym <clears throat> where originally I was working there on a free base hours. So you do three hours there in return, you get to use the gym. Um, but when I, when I started, I actually had no clients. And obviously a big part of it was like, I call and offer free classes to sort of build up my foundation and the clientele. But then eventually off the back of that, I was able to convert them to clients. After a year, I was able to convert them to pay clients. But in that phase, I was going through obviously a few difficult things in my life. Yeah. From obviously moving out from the area, um, going through a breakup, going from a phase where like, I had no money. So I literally like, sort of lived off the back of a gym toilet, just, no offering my, yeah, just offering my free stuff. And eventually managed to convert all my free work into paid work. Which were, which I then branched out to other gyms in the area, and then 
now we sit here six years down the line we're still smashing out these three classes and then obviously throughout the journey there's been different parts from like working in gyms working in corporate gyms working in studios doing home visits but it's a, it, was a, it was a whole process of like not giving up yeah. staying true to myself following my passion which has always been about giving back building a community based business working with like influencers and celebrities understanding like how social media work how to sort of collaborate with people the whole element of like value giving back and then obviously just staying true to myself and like growing within what I was good at and just staying focused obviously there's loads of things that came in between there was mm-hmm. the failures there was the struggles there was of great opportunities which we turned down but again like now we, st- we still see it and we still got the same vision still have the same goal which is obviously to be the best trainers at uh, it's obviously a big part of it but another big part of it is just to carry on giving back and be happy yeah, for you sure. know, that's the foundation the core of who we are as people that's mad I feel like your journey is crazy and I want to talk about your experiences like being a kid and being in a gang yeah. and I think a lot of people say you know I'm in a bad situation and this happened to me and this has affected me and they don't take control of their life right yeah. they're like this isn't my fault you could have said I'm in a gang I've grown up in a really bad part of London I'm, I don't live in a safe area how did you kind of push yourself to get out of this like rut See, a lot of people think I grew up and I like, sort of fell into it a big part of me realised as I grew older, old, I was like, I, everything I've ever done, I actually made that choice myself. So I believe in making choices. So like, even though I was there, I could have had that choice of staying in school and like, playing sports and stuff. But I actually made the choice myself to be part of it. I feel like anything I ever wanted from a young kid, I always wanted it and I'll make sure I do it and I'll be the best at it. Yeah. So from being a gang member, and obviously the level I was at and the sort of crime I was committed was quite high and obviously I was always willing to take that risk. So I realised that myself. Mm. That then came from a big part of me, like being affected of my childhood and what I grew into, and like mm. seeing my parents a certain way and stuff. So for me, it was like a distraction. Obviously, yeah, like in the hood, there's less opportunities, there's less things. Like you're you're less likely to be inspired into doing the right thing because the people around you are obviously doing the wrong things. Yeah. So for me, at that time, at that age, like being involved in getting like the best thing ever. Like, you're obviously really? influenced by the older lots and they're doing amazing things. They've got amazing watches, car, like all these things that you yes. buy into as a child and you think, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go out there and get it myself. And then for me, like, obviously I never had parents who can look after us and give us that. So I'm like, I'm going to go out there and get it myself. Yeah. And a big part is I still have that attitude. I still have that character in me now. Anything I want, I'll go out there and get And I believe I can do it. Yeah. Realising that there... And then obviously with everything I did, even from like going to prison, I made the choice to go to prison. Not even just 100% from the element of like committing a crime, just a big part of it was my brother was in prison before me and like he was having a hard time and I'm like, I need to go there and save him. So I went there and I manipulated my way into getting to prison. No and even when I was in prison, I like had to do certain things to be with him eventually. And then when I was with him, I had to do certain things to get myself away from him. And after like, even when I got myself away from him, I had to do certain things to go to court and be like to the judge, like, now I'm ready to come out of prison. And everything I do in life, I feel like it's pre-planned and like everything I visualise, everything I want in life, I'm like so fixated in my mind to, like if I want it, I'll go out there and do it. I'll do whatever it takes to do it. So that childhood and what I had to go through has allowed me to achieve a lot of things. So mm-hmm. when people are like, oh, where's your change? What made you make a change? I'm like, there's been no change. Yes, you I am the same. the same. I'm the same character. It's just, I just put myself into the things I want to do now. And back then, I'll be lying to you if I said to you, I didn't want to be the baddest kid in the world. I did want to be the baddest kid. <laughs> and it's true, you know, like the things I got up to were, are crazy, have been crazy. Yeah. Even like going to prison, I didn't really see a change in me. All I saw was survival mode. And I'm, I am a character. 
whenever I go through things in life, I always look for the worst. Mm-hmm. And I always like put myself in very uncomfortable positions. I always like to make mistakes. I like to learn from my own mistakes as much as I'm like willing to learn from other people. But sometimes, sadly, like I'm just that person. I love pain. And I sort of like had to understand that from a kid that this is what I have to go through right now. And if this is what I have to go through to understand this is right or wrong, I'd rather put myself through it myself. And it can come across a bit selfish in my life because like you're then affecting the people around you. Like at the time to go through that, obviously I let my mum down. Yeah. You know, no mum wants two kids in prison, mm-hmm. especially when like she's alone, she's got no money, she's like broke. And then a big part of me was like, but I knew what I was doing. I knew by going there, I was saving my brother. I knew by yes. going there, it would allow me to develop certain skill sets that I would never have had in me if I didn't experience going to prison, like just surviving and just like living off nothing, just being humble and accepting that sometimes, you know, even though you want freedom, there's times where when you're in prison, there's no freedom. Like the only freedom is what you create within what you do in that box. So a big part of me was like, that was an exciting journey in my life. And then coming out of prison and also like even just going to the judge and be like to him, look, I want to come out of prison right now. And just the way I guided it, how I spoke, the letters I wrote, the lawyers and sisters that were dealing with it were like, you know, you're not where coming out of prison. I'm like, you mad, watch this. And they didn't even turn up the court crazy. I speak to my mum about it last week. My court case started on Monday, it didn't finish until Friday. And every single day, the judge was, and the, my, my sister was there on, on a Friday, my sister didn't turn up. And I said to myself, this is the best thing that could have happened. I said to him, don't come court. He's like me, we're wasting so much money. We're not gonna go, we're not gonna come court Friday. If you come, we're mm-hmm. not representing you, but you're not coming out of prison. This judge is the one out of prison. And I laughed and I said to my mum, watch. And I went there and I spoke up and the judge like me, released his kid. And I was probably one of the first prisoners in this country to be released out of prison before pre-sentencing, 100%. And even when it came to sentencing, yeah, we got sentenced to five years. I got sentenced to five years. I didn't have to do my time in prison. And that was where, I say, like, the judge gave me an opportunity because, mm. yeah, he gave me an opportunity, but I created an opportunity myself. I could have listened to the solicitor that said to me, don't go to court. I could have listened to, my, to the judgment on Monday. He's like, to me, no way. Like, you need to serve your time. And I'm like, no, like, I'm coming out. Now I've got a family to look after. And my vision and my goal in life, my inspiration, my drive, what keeps me going, I'll be lying to anyone and say, like, it's myself, it's not, it's my family. You know, and everything I do right now is my family, you know. That's so powerful and I really agree with you when I think there's, it just takes one person to change your life, right? It takes one person to notice you, it takes one person to believe in you, it takes one person to take you away from any negative decision and mm. to push you in the right direction and I think that judge was that person for you. So where did your fitness journey begin? Like, why, why fitness? My street name was Chubbs, so I was always a very fat kid, very insecure. Really? I was always really good with people, in the sense where like, I had loads of friends and stuff. But I always carried my insecurities and it did affect me a lot when it comes to like being myself, doing certain things I wanted to do like within myself, not with people, within myself I had those insecurities and um, a big part of it was like my, my weight and again these were choices that I make, I used to eat really bad. That when I went to prison, I actually took that time to actually just train my body up and just train and I used the endorphins and the training and the mindset and like this energy I've always had in me to make the most out of it, to convert this chubs fat kid into a very fit, like mm-hmm. strong, physically, mentally person, that when I came out, I just hit the gym every day. And I carried it on since then and I haven't stopped. Obviously I've had injuries and stuff which have affected me. Yeah. We can talk about it as well. But um, yeah, I just became savage. Like That's within my physical element and I've been able to achieve a lot physically. So I think a big part of it obviously was my insecurities. So using yeah. that to my own advantage to lose weight. And then back then I had a lot of followers on Blackberry Messenger, 
like thousands of followers and I put a picture up once and everyone's like I'm laughing because he remembers Blackberry Messenger seems like another lifetime ago that that was definitely a a big life change moment for me to realise my potential and how many people I can actually reach out to because when I put that before and after picture there for the first time obviously where people already knew me as Chubbs from Ida from Tottenham being this like new boy to now being this person that's always onto fitness always trying to put positive quotes and put this first yes. before and after it was like wow the amount of messages I received after that I'm like yeah shit I need to do something to buy and actually I wasn't even a PT by, by then and it was my probation officers like who had my Blackberry messenger at the time was like you need to do something with this and we're gonna put you through a course yeah 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 and the crazy thing about it another thing that people don't know is I actually had an Asborn that came out of prison which wasn't I wasn't allowed to be around more than five people I wasn't allowed to own a mobile phone for five years so from the age of 18 to five years after that, I wasn't allowed to own a mobile phone, be on social media, have all these things. I did them, I did break the, the rule, put myself at risk, because again, if I did break and I got caught, I would end up going back to prison to do my whole five years. And this as well was putting against us, because obviously the crime that we committed, that um, it's crazy like how I still managed to yeah, grow an account, build my socials, like get a job and all of that, and make it happen, even though I was breaking the rules. and. That Blackberry Messenger thing that I did back then, like I would never put something on myself just because I was covering myself up who I really was yes. and myself and I always had a cover up which is this person being in fitness and sport, fitness and sport. But never put my name out there, never put myself out there because I was restricted by my by my conditions. And obviously that's how the page grew as well. The property page grew really? in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So is that why property is the name? Because you couldn't say who you are? No, not necessarily. Um, a lot of this, a lot of reason actually. First of all, like, because from the beginning I knew I wanted the business and the brand to represent people and not myself, because I used to study a lot of people in the industry. And I realised a lot of people in the industry who use their name and wear themselves eventually struggle to get to that next level of business. Yeah. And because eventually I realised that people don't want to work for a name, people rather work for a brand so they can feel a part of something. And so I, I did notice that from the beginning when I was looking at what other, other trainers were doing. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, a bit of it was a cover up for myself. I didn't want to put my name out there because obviously when I was involved in the gang stuff as well, people then recognised me. Yes. And I was only like half an hour drive from where I came from. Mm-hmm. And I was still heavily involved until the age of like, like 18, 19, 20, I was still getting myself caught up and stuff. Yeah. But at 21, it finally like, settled I let go of it and I think I let go when I realised I didn't even have to work for no one because obviously up until 18 to 21 I was still working in the commercial gym so I hid I hid everything I like I hid my criminal record even the jobs I got I never even really told anyone I had a criminal record I never told anyone but yeah like people only started to notice my story and everything I've really been through and like going to prison being this person like the last two three years but again I've been doing this for six years and obviously a big part of it was because when I used to wear a uniform, I didn't want people to know that about me. But then I'm like, this is my story, this is my journey. Since I did that, that's where the big turning points have happened. That's where I've been able to create really something out of myself. You know, I think more people can relate 100%. to like real life situations. 100%. And when they know the background of someone and like what they've been through to get where they they are today they're more they, they want to be more involved they want to Definitely. know more inspiring because you know everyone goes through bad things yeah. in life right every single person goes through something negative that they've done wrong or they wish they hadn't done or they wish they hadn't been part of and I think what stops people from growing out of it is they don't want to admit that they've done something wrong mm. and so they just push all that negativity to the back right they don't face it and so when you're sharing that you've been through a gang and you've been to prison but you've learned from it 
and you've grown through it and you haven't let yourself be consumed by it that inspires other people to not be consumed by the, the things that they've done and so I think your journey is so important and you know I think a lot of people have bad habits but they're inherently good people mm -hmm. I like truly believe that from the bottom of my heart and I think it's hard to break out of bad habits because you attach yourselves to them. So, you know, I'm a smoker or I have a bad temper. You know, I have a really, really bad temper. And the first step in me getting to change that was admitting it. So, like, for my whole life, I was like, my circumstance. Or I can't change that. And therefore, I was just pushing it away from myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that you have to be vulnerable and self-aware and really conscious of your flaws and your habits to kind of move away from them. And you talk about this in terms of when you were 21 and you moved away from that. How did you break up your bad habits? What was the kind of turning point for you? I believe I still have loads of bad habits. Um, it's just about what you do with them and like where you put your energy into. Bad habits ain't always bad habits because it's about how you then like make the most out of it and just being the person now like who just is always willing to accept their mistake because I realise it's the best thing to do in life, just accept and just move that. forward and be focused. Use anyone to judge and then they like, I'm a, I'm a true believer in God. And the Quran mentions that all your sins can be forgiven, all you gotta do is repent. It doesn't mean go out there commit a sin, like yeah, I'm gonna go repent now, but still like mm -hmm. if you're gonna commit a sin and you know truly like you came from a bad you came from a place where you you never had no any bad attention or like you come from a place where you know it was just a moment or like again we're humans, we make mistakes. Yeah. Then if God's willing to forgive you, who's out there to be judging me or worrying about what who I do and what I do, you know? So exactly. big part of it's just accepting and then just moving forward and again don't be afraid to be making the same mistakes because that's life mm. you know, uh, I also think with bad habits as well how badly do you want to change them mm. or, or or work on them and it's the same with fitness and health or like your eating habits or anything so like how, how badly do you actually want to try and make a change and be committed to it and be obsessed with making a change and actually like trying another way and how much do you really want it exactly. right yeah. it's basically putting up the onus on you which is what yeah. you said is like it's your choice yeah. obsession is a big word i love that word yeah like being like, obsessed i mentioned obsessed. it to all my clients you, you gotta be obsessed you yeah, be obsessed yeah like if you want to make it. a change just be obsessed with it like just like go at it a hundred percent i think people look at obsession as a negative thing oh, and right. i think that it's like when you're obsessed with something you just want to work at yourself and like you just said when someone tells you you've done something wrong you're like okay cool i'm obsessed with it so i'm gonna keep learning i'm gonna keep growing i'm gonna keep taking your feedback and seeing what i'm doing wrong and then learning from it and exactly. growing from it and doing something with that because yeah. when you're not obsessed with something you don't care about it enough no. right what you've talked about you've incurred so many setbacks in your life clearly you've been through a lot of ups and downs mm -hmm. and it must have knocked your confidence you said when you were going through all of this stuff when people would say things about you or if you were applying for a job and you had to say your criminal record how did you not let those things affect you like did you say negative affirmations to yourself or say i'm not good enough or no. any so, of that one thing i'm grateful for is that self-belief has been a big part of me as well so like just carrying that self-belief so letting things really knock me out make me feel uncomfortable and stuff yeah that happens but it doesn't last long because for every single little hardship i was going through i was always preparing myself for something worse in the meantime so before something bad happens i make sure i'm doing something in my own time to make things worse for myself so whether it's like a physical challenge or whether it's like a mental challenge or a financial challenge or even small things like I used to keep the fridge empty just because I didn't want to ever feel like there's food and it's easy to get and I felt like put myself in survival mode like making sure that you don't put food in the table until you finish what you have to be done or like even like restricting my sleep I'm like you don't go sleep until you get the job done or even like 
when it came to finance, we're like, you don't stop until you earn this today, and you do whatever it takes to earn it, and you don't stop until you make this money today. Like, put myself through the worst of the worst, and I live with, I live like this every single day, and people like in in an uncomfortable position. Yeah, you always, always say to me, don't you? Always. Like, just like put yourself in an uncomfortable position because it makes you want to fight. It makes you want to exactly. like go into survival mode and do it and then you're more grateful for, for things when they are actually put in place and also yeah. when things when things don't happen your way you're also grateful because you're like you know what like half an hour ago I'll come this so why is this going to phase me right now but most people want to live comfortably mm. so when bad things happen it's like a massive shock I'm like let's do the opposite let's prepare ourselves for the worst always 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 and work towards everything like don't just be like oh, I've done this today I'm cool I'm like You've done this today, it might have taken you six hours. If you've done two hours, we're doing the next four hours. Don't chill. That's amazing. You've got such great work ethic. Have you always had that too, Alessia? Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's why we connected so much when we met. 100%. Because um, obviously there's things that, you know, I learned from Yusuf and Yusuf learns from me. Like that just, that's just how it works when, when when you're together and you're working together. But... But yeah, for sure. I've 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 always had that mentality, but I think you have like drew it out of me more. Absolutely. I mean your energy is unmatched. When I watch your stories, I haven't trained with you guys yet and I'm hundred percent gonna come and train oh, with you because I just feel the vibe, even here being here today, is just so positive. And when I listen to your stories, just for people listening, has run like a sixty mile run. Yeah. And sometimes when I can't go on a run, I swear I imagine you being like, you better do it. Like, you need to do it. You need to do it for yourself. Like, you always say that or like aggressive, like I'm not messing around. I am the best in the game. No one's going to stop me. And I just love this energy you guys bring. How do you think it's really helped you? Or, you know, how have you kind of got here? How did you get that energy? Because some days, don't you wake up and you just think, I'm knackered, you know? Like, I don't want to do this. I can't take it. And you post on Instagram every single day and you have the same energy every (laughs) single day. And I'm like, do these guys not get tired? Like, what pill are they taking? Like, what is it? I mean, first of all, I don't think there's ever a day we wake up and think, like... I, I can't do this anymore like it's just oh, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. just that's no giving up like definitely. we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love it and yes. we didn't want to help people we didn't want to build a community like we just wouldn't be waking up thinking that so I think because we are doing what we love every day and we are around amazing people these people supporting us just as much as we're supporting them it's crazy it is all about the energy you know you can come in here and say you know i want a six pack within like three months and i want to be able to do this like of course we'll help you with that but what's most important is that you come here or you're around us you come to our classes and you feel that energy you feel confident you feel happy to get involved and not care what anyone else around you thinks and just go crazy just like do whatever you need to do but just just get stuck in great ways of approaching it as well like to maintain good energy you've got to surround yourself around good people and so being very selective and picky is a big part of it you can't be around people that drain you but also that's a comfortable zone to be in if you're going to be picky and selective so eventually here and there you have to accept certain people that might drain you out or some people that might be a bit of challenging because then that keeps you learning that keeps you growing yes. so a big part of it is you've got to 
stay out of your comfort zone, but still be selective of what you want to do today. Make sure you perform the way you want to perform, you work the way you want to work. Yeah. Whether it's like delegating the things you don't want to do or surrounding yourself with people you want to be with or work with specific people or have a specific goal or a specific way of learning or working, whatever it is, like literally doing things your way. Yeah. But also understanding that it ain't always going to go your way, so be prepared for the worst. But also at the same time, put challenges in between accept people that might drain you out but use that timeline to convert this person into a different person yeah and i've had clients who are still working with me now five six years down the line who were the worst people i've ever met when i first started working with them and changing their life and changing their mindset using things that we went through together because it has been a part that we went through together how successful they've become and how they've watched us grow as individuals as well yeah but again, like if we gave up too soon back then, like no, 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 this person isn't on it. Rather than using that, be like you know what, a big part of our day is quite comfortable, and we're happy we're training the right people. But let's take on a challenge right now. Let's take on someone that is out of our comfort zone. Let's work with them. And a big, a big, a big um, thing we get on social media is like, oh, do you only train celebrity? You only train influencers and stuff. And like, no, no, no. That's that is a part of our business model. But then taking someone in who just wants to work out is what we do mm. like majority of our clients are not models and influencers and celebrities and stuff but when you want to work towards that you need to manifest it putting it out there so if you want to be the boss of your company you've got to make sure you put that out there all the time whether within yourself whether in your book whether in your phone whether you just talk about it all the time but at the same time you're not just going to be the boss tomorrow so you've got to work through those stages absolutely so, it's about having yeah. that perseverance, right? And yeah. discipline. I think right. discipline has such a bad name. People mm. see it as such a negative thing to say, well, I'm only going to eat this because I want to get a good body. I'm yeah. only going to train. I need to train two hours a day to get that. I think discipline is a form of self-love. It is the biggest form of self-love because sure. that's how you know you're going to achieve where you want to get to, like you just said. Yeah. How do you guys discipline yourself? Well, for me, it's like little things. Like We can have a jam-packed day from morning till night, but I will make sure at some point, whether it's 12 o'clock at night or 4 o'clock in the morning, that we train. And that's discipline. And that's because, not because I feel the need that I have to train, but it's that hour that, that we can switch off and do something together, put our mind together, let some steam off, like whatever it is. But discipline, no matter what time it is, put that hour in it, and it goes back to the energy as well having visions and goals and putting those in place like having the discipline to put those in place not letting go of those visions of goals even though you've got a million things going on in the day I think energy also comes from like smiling stuff yeah. like smiling stuff sure. like being happy um, whether it's like remembering where you're heading to or remembering what you've achieved or like just good stuff like a lot of people you see motivation or you got to think about all the negative you've been through in life or everything you've had to overcome but sometimes just remembering who you are or what you're trying to achieve yeah. can give you energy of course it's a goal isn't it but people forget about their goal and then focus too much about doubts and worry what's going to happen what like the worst the worst to happen which again prepare yourself for it but don't always use that to give you energy you know like maybe when you're on a run and you're like really thinking about overcoming something you're like yeah I'm going to use that I've, not, I've never like given up or like been through this and the worst but at times I realised when I was running and doing this really crazy like long distance run I'm like but I'm actually tired of thinking about these things why don't I think about good things right now like I can use this energy right now to really overcome the next big thing that or the next big goal and actually taking it in and 
that's why you see like whenever I do my videos, I'm like always switching my mood. I'm like, uh, and I'm laughing at her. Yeah. I'm like, uh, and I'm like, because it's like mixed emotions playing around with both of them, getting the, get the best out of both of them. See, not many people can get the best out of both of them. Some people just jolly, jolly, jolly and happy, happy and let of their life and become so caught up in this jolly jolly world and life ain't jolly jolly and when things happen they get they get they, they really get hurt or you get people who are like just always thinking about the negative and then fall into like self-harm and all that craziness but then there's people like us who like find the best of both the jolly jolly yeah yeah like things are great let's laugh but also like no 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 fuck this let's go like let's be serious let's be serious let's go let's just go let's just go and then implementing that in your training it's the best part because there's nothing better than Again, working on yourself, it's the, probably the best selfless, selfish thing to do in life. Because apart from that, be selfish in life, you know, and that's where you get that energy from helping people, from doing good, you know. So I think that's the best way to look at energy. And within what we do together, like, whether it's social media, we're giving back, we're doing, we're creating value for people, whether it's training people, we're doing that, whether it's, like, keeping ourselves on check. Yeah. And people just being around, like, I want to be like them. I want to, like, I really, I am inspired by them. That's a big part, which then generates our energy, and then like mm-hmm. our rituals, which is like a big part of it for me, is like my faith, and my prayers, and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that, that actually makes me happy. It's like yes. disconnecting, being from like in this zone, to all of a sudden disconnecting, and bow my head on the floor, and like getting that natural energy from the ground, and be like to myself, like reality is like we can die today and lose everything, but we go to one place, and which is the afterlife. So like that's us, and that's like my connection between God. So I'm like. Uh, what am I worried about? Keep my energy going. Like, forget this has happened 20 minutes ago. Revamp this way, you know, so... And going back to the discipline mm. point is... Oh, it has to come from you, of course. But also, the, it does help having support around you. So whether that's one person, whether that's, you know, a few people around you, but you soon learn who actually supports you with being disciplined in certain areas and just remember to to stick around those good people rather than either bad influences or like whatever it is like the discipline comes from you but it also does help like it comes from me but it helps having you sit right next to me who motivates me who makes me laugh or like who sets me challenges or I'll set him a challenge you know so support is a massive thing as well and can definitely help with discipline and I think that's how you guys do it with your clients, right? Yeah. 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 And like, that's, that's also why we work so well together because, because we give each other that as well. It's not just, like you said, jolly, jolly all the yeah, time. It's, it's like, like, right, I'm, I'm yeah. going through this. What should we do? And he'll be like, right, I'm going to set you a challenge okay. and just go crazy with it. Yeah. And I'm like, right, I'm going to be obsessed with this now. I'm going to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. and I've got that support from him. But I think you both have a really growth mindset and you're both very positive. I know you're saying you're, you've got a mix of both, but generally the things that you're saying, you're very much in control, right? So you're taking complete onus on you. You're taking complete ownership and accountability. And I think that's something a lot of people don't do. But one thing I want to talk about before we close is your purpose of Pro-PT is to help other people. How did you get into that? Because I think when you think about service and serving other people, it sounds great, but very few people put yeah. it into practice. And you continually do that because you do a free class on a Monday. You post so much of your stuff online. You post a lot of your training sessions online, which people can learn from. How did you start to think, I want to help other people? And how was that like the core of your brand? That is the foundation of you. And that's how we started. Like when we came to the community, you know, we offered free stuff. We got like religiously, everything was free. And a big part of it was selfish thing to just gain experience and like to build something for ourselves. And then eventually it comes from DNA, like it's in our DNA from yeah. a kid. We've always wanted to help people. 
as a kid we used to do charity and no one ever made money from it even just going out and supporting putting your hands in something like mm. just hoping that was a big part of like fulfillment happiness something you spoke about and made you feel great i think you're definitely right like it's definitely it's in, in our dna, DNA. That's what it is. For, for me obviously we both have different backgrounds and different stories for me as well where, where i really wanted to help people through like fitness and health was when i was quite ill a few years back and then i realized that i'm not the only one out there who actually goes through things like this behind closed doors that's and and it's the same with Yusuf like he like there was things that he battled with behind closed doors and 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 knew that there were people out there who also suffer from the same whether it's like mental health issues physical issues and that's it's our own life experiences that make us want to to put other people in this place where like you 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 can be in a better place you can achieve you can like just go out and get it you can you can be hard working, you can put yourself in this mindset. Yeah. I'm with you. I feel guilty if I can't help someone. Yeah. Or like, within everything, even like when we walk out, we see people that yeah. need support. We're always there, ready to support. It's amazing. Like, how many people like, do you see every day? Is it any harm just seeing some per- one person and like smiling and saying hello and how are you? Or just, like tiny, tiny things that we put in place every day, but naturally, like naturally, it's not like yes. it's not forced. But it's I, I just always remember this one girl on the train once saying to me, "Oh, I just want to tell you, you've got a really nice smile and have a lovely day. Keep shining." I and I thought, "Oh my god, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like little I'm things sure. like that. Like she didn't have to come up to me and say that." We're shy. I feel like as a society, people are scared to say nice things to each other. That's, and I think that's a huge problem. And I, I think, agree. and I think that's where our energy comes from. That if we think it, we say it. If we want to help, we help. And 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 when you're out every day, just keep these things in your mind. Like okay. we're all people. We all I'm have sure. feelings. I always say is you should always smile on a run. You know, when you're running and yeah. someone smiles at you, and you're both running, it is like the best energy to keep you both going. Yes, you feel like. <laughs> You're both on the same vibe. And people are always like, why do you always smile at running people? I'm like, why not? That's true what you said. I truly believe in the smiling bit. But sometimes, you know what? Yeah, like you're so caught up in yourself because you're really struggling. That you're so focused. You don't actually realize what goes yes. on. Like even the, the sound, because I run on the road, even the sound of the cars, the lights, everything just becomes a straight line. Even when I'm on a run with him, yeah. he doesn't smile at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not opposite. But that's even when I'm like, hi. No, no, for sure. That, that's a big part of like energy and like smiling. Yes. But then sometimes it's about focus. Like yeah. literally, it's just like I think even when it comes to that training, we and us have got the same thing. People have noticed within us. Like we're very like just focus, mm. and people can sense that energy a lot. At times, it can be a bit frightening or threatening to other people. To like what's going on. I've noticed it with her when she works out. She can go. Oh yeah, I go in my zone out. because I get in my zone and I think whatever's thrown at me. I'm not gonna give up, and 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 whatever, how many reps I've got to do, or whatever pain I feel, like we always say, no pain, literally, and 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 that's why I have to get in my zone, and but but you know what that's called, that's called what I was explaining to you before, where we prepare ourselves for the worst. Mm. And you're not scared of it. You're not scared of feeling uncomfortable. You're not scared of feeling worried that you're not going to get through it because that's what's motivating you. And that's the thing that gets you through. I think that's amazing. So where is your class? 
So at the moment, we're doing um, Mill Hill Park every Monday at 7.30, but we're going to be putting loads in place. But obviously, with lockdown and quarantine, we just, we've just we only just started them again. Yeah. They'll be outside, obviously, be until normal. things loosen up a little bit more. You mentioned that the, one of the best trainers in London, but I think you forgot to say the best trainer in the world. <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think we got to redo that intro. Yeah. <laughs> one thing I want to ask before we close yeah. is, what advice would you guys give to anyone who feels they're in a really tough situation and they can't get out? Let's just never give up. Never give up. If one way doesn't work, find another way. You've got that strength in you. Everyone how about has. if it's not that simple to not give up? How about some people just generally have bad habits and give up all the advising? Honestly, I would say seek help, that's seek good. support. Yeah, seek and there's support. nothing wrong with that, whether that's, you know, even like coming to people like us. Like, it's, it's okay to seek help. And it's okay to seek, seek support and talk. Be confident that you've even got these issues and that you're struggling, you yeah. know? Because we're all human. We've all been, like, we've all gone through things. And pe people can relate. You're, um, you're never, like, one thing I truly believe, alone. like, no one is ever alone. Jeez. I love that. That's it. That's so powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. <laughs> I knew she was going to say something crazy. Yeah. That's so great, guys. I've had so much fun talking Thank to you. you. If you guys don't follow ProPT, it's pro.pt on Instagram. And then also for Alessia, who cooks the most amazing yeah. food. And also millions of types of porridges. I need to try I one know. of them. Cottage cheese. and all of this. You for sure are. And your Instagram is pro.pt kitchen. Yeah. Well, I've had so much fun talking Thank to you guys. You. And thanks so much for coming. Thanks so much. Hi everyone and thanks so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. I would love to hear your feedback so please email a millennial mind at hotmail.com with any feedback or questions around the show. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and share with your family and friends. I look forward to hearing from you and I'll catch you in the next podcast next week.